Shaking it up with Sheikh Fayaz. Nightly Ramadan Reflections. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wa bihi nasta'in wa salatu wa salamu ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala ahl baytih al-tayyibin al-tahirin. During these days and during these nights, we humble ourselves in front of our Creator, fasting during the day in honor of His law and His commandment, and standing, bowing, and prostrating in the darkness of the night, seeking to receive some of God's mercy, bounty, forgiveness. In a tradition from Imam Ali, السلام, he states, Man the one who humbles himself in front of God, God will raise him and honor him in front of the people. In the midst of being really aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's cognizant presence over us, whereby we become amongst those who emanate taqwa or God consciousness, it's important as we learn within Islamic theology by virtue of the verses of the Qur'an by teachings of the Prophet and his family السلام, about the importance of reflecting and contemplating upon the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The way that we increase in our ma'rifah of God or our deep knowledge of our Creator is by means of His names and His attributes. Amongst them is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is alim, He is the all-knowledgeable. And the fact that he is known as Al-Khabir, meaning he's all aware. Everything within creation is within the comprehensive nature of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's knowledge. That which I perform, and that which what I think. And out of God's mercy and out of his grace, he doesn't judge me by my intention. He only judges me in regards to my action. Now, of course, that does not mean that my intention is not important. It's important to understand that our intentions and our thoughts might allow for us to slip and fall and eventually commit an act of sin or transgression. But out of God's grace, He doesn't hold us to account by means of what we think that we should do or what we might do or what we intend to do, even though that might not have come into fruition. And on the flip side, out of God's mercy and out of His generosity toward us as creation, a hadith tells us that if we intend to do something good, but that doesn't self-materialize, then out of God's grace, He will actually reward us for doing that good deed. For instance, you intended to wake up and perform the night prayer, but for whatever reason you were unable to, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you the reward of the performance of that night prayer. But going back toward the important discourse, and that is in regards to the uniqueness of the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In a really beautiful verse within the Holy Qur'an, the last verse of chapter 31, Surah Luqman, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He states, إِنَّ اللَّهَ إِنَّهُ إِلْمُ الصَّاءَةِ وَيُنَزِّلُ الْغَيْثِ وَيَعْلَمُ مَا فِي الْأَرْهَامِ وَمَا تَدْرِي نَفْسٌ مَاذَا تَكْسِبُ غَدًا وَمَا تَدْرِي نَفْسٌ بِأَيِّ أَرَضٍ تَمُوتٍ إِنَّ اللَّهَ أَلِيمٌ خَبِيرٌ He states, Surely Allah is He with whom is the knowledge of the hour. إِنَّ اللَّهَ إِنَّهُ إِلْمُ الصَّاءَةِ 
that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has knowledge of the hour, the hour in terms of that which is founded within the Quran and within traditions of Ahlul Bayt is known as the Day of Judgment. Many times people would come toward the Messenger and say, O Prophet of God, when is the Day of Judgment? And he would respond by saying, That is only in the knowledge of our Creator. In Allah, innahu il musa'a. But what's important to note is that according to our ahadith, we break down sa'a, the Day of Judgment, or the end of times virtually, into two different dimensions. The first is what is known as sa'at al-sughra, and the other one is what is known as sa'at al-kubra. Sa'at al-sughra is the moment when every single one of us as individuals will die. And in fact, in the tradition from the Prophet ﷺ, he states, إِذَا مَاتَ الْمَرْءَ قَامَ قِيَامَتَهُ that when someone dies, his day of judgment begins. At the end of the day, it's what am I putting into this world? Because I'm only going to live for a couple of more years before I enter into the next stage of my existence, the next stage of my return back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inna lillah wa inna And in fact, it is stated that one day there was an angel who came to one of the prophets of God and said, O Prophet of God, it's my responsibility to take your soul. To which that Prophet responded to the angel, he says, No, you're not going to take my soul because God never warned me, he didn't tell me. And because he was a Prophet of God and he made a dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, perhaps the angel went back up to the heavens. And many years later, maybe 10, 15, 20 years later, he came back to visiting that Prophet. And he said, O Prophet, today's that day where I have to take your soul. To which the Prophet responded, he said, I saw you a couple of years back, and I told you that God has to send me a message. He has to send me a text message, he has to send me an email, send me something on WhatsApp, and let me know that today or tomorrow is the day that I'm going to die. To which this angel, he was confused, he went back up to God. And a couple of moments later, he returned back, and he said, God told me to tell you this. He said that a couple of weeks ago, your uncle passed away, for instance. That a couple of years ago, your neighbor passed away. A couple of days ago, X passed away, Y passed away, Z passed away. In other words, what he was trying to say is that every single time you hear about the true mortality of human existence, that itself is your reminder. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows when our hour is coming virtually. He knows when our time is going to come. And that through what we are seeing and what we are experiencing, specifically today in the light of the coronavirus pandemic, where many of us have lost loved ones ourselves, or we know others who have lost loved ones, or we see people in such a sort of very weak mind, meaning that we believe that we are going to live forever, but it's weak-mindedness to actually think that way or feel that way. What's really conviction, what we really have conviction about is the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take all of our souls one day. And He is knowledgeable and the most knowledgeable about the reality of how many years we're going to live. وَإِنَّهُ الْمُصَاءَ He continues subhanahu wa ta'ala وَيُنَزِّلُ الْغَيْثِ and he is the one who allows for rain to descend upon the earth. And according to some of our traditions, we see that rain is not only representative 
as the raindrops that fall down from the sky, but rather as a demonstration of all sustenance or all blessing that descends from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the believer. Meaning God is saying that no one can find out or no one can really know where all my blessings come from, but know that I'm consistently showering them upon the believer and the one who strives in his way. You take a look at a lot of the ahadith that speak to the uniqueness of the month of Ramadan. If one performs this prayer, for instance, they get the reward of 70,000 years of worship. The one who fasts during the month of Ramadan, they get X worship. The one who recites one verse of the whole Qur'an during the month of Ramadan, it's as if they completed the entirety of the Qur'an in other months. All of a sudden, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unlocks for us all of these rewards and all of these blessings by every act and by every ritual that we are performing during these days and during these nights of the month of Ramadan. وَيُنَزِّلُ الْغَيْثِ He continues, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. By stating, وَيَعْلَمُ مَا فِي الْأَرْحَامِ And he knows what is in the wombs of their mothers. He knows what we are going to look like before we are brought into existence. He knows whether in your womb is a boy or a girl far before you know it or what you can think about or what you dream about. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is trying to demonstrate to the reader, toward the reflector, toward the contemplating, toward the contemplator of the Quran, that even that aspect of knowledge is within his ability and within his authority. وَمَا تَدْرِي نَفْسٌ مَاذَا تَكْسِبُ غَدًا And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what we shall earn tomorrow. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as much as we prepare, and as much as we strive, and we should in this world, to making sure that we're making an appropriate living and striving and sort of attaining halal business and halal rizq and so on and so forth, at the end of the day, the knowledge what our sustenance actually is, is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the famous prophetic statement of our Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he states, live for this life like you're going to live forever, and live for the next life like you're going to die tomorrow. Meaning it's okay to strive, but at the end of the day, power, authority over even something as simple as our day-to-day sustenance is in the hands of God. Which is why in the famous narration, Ali ibn Abi Talib, he states, I've known God by virtually the failure of my plans. How many of us three months ago anticipated spending the month of Ramadan in our homes without family, without community, so on and so forth? None of us did. Absolutely none of us could have predicted something like that. We could have never predicted that we or friends or family members would have lost their jobs, their businesses would be closed down, they would have had such a great stunt in terms of their financial success due to everything that is happening and transpiring today in the midst of this pandemic. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He was aware and He was knowledgeable and there's a plan and there's a wisdom behind all of this, which is with God, not necessarily something that we are privy in terms of knowledge or access to. وَمَا تَدْرِي نَفْسٌ بِأَيِّ أَرَلٍ تَمُوتٍ And nobody knows exactly where they are going to die. How many people planned their whole lives and the smallest thing occurred to completely throw them off of their plans? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
Again, he is all knowledgeable. It is said that one day Imam Ali was attending a funeral and he saw that funeral take place and a body being lowered into the grave. And he stated to the group of his companions that were around him that a life that ends like that is not worth wasting. We don't know when is our time to go. So at the end of the day, let's, making, let's make sure that we are making an impact and leaving behind a legacy. Inna Allaha alimun khabir. Surely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the all-knowing and the all-aware, as we mentioned earlier. With Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's knowledge and our lack of knowledge, we realize and we know that the only place to turn is back to God. Once we know that we are so limited once again in our capacity, and we are ignorant even in our knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then over there we realize the importance and the significance of bowing down and prostrating to our Creator and seeking all goodness and all beauty and all perfection from Him. And that He gives us and He transfers our souls into a life that allows for us to consistently be recipient of knowing His names and of His attributes, being exposed to His light and to His beauty and to His glory. Inshallah, during this month of Ramadan, we will continue to humble ourselves by recognizing where we are limited and by turning back toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by recognizing that He is not within our realm of capacity to understand and that through our complete recognition of our limited nature, we'll be able to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and find Him as our resort. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq. Walhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Wa sallallahumma ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ahla baytah al-tayyibin al-tahirin. Follow Sheikh Fayaz on Twitter and Instagram at Fayaz Jafar and look out for him on Facebook.